this is Small Town News. I'm Keith. I'm Neil. I'm George. And I'm Craig. And what we do each session is we read Small Town Newspaper articles from Small Town Newspapers somewhere across the United States. We are reading these articles for the first time. They are provided to us by the wonderfully talented but the woefully underpaid Dr. Saxon. Oh, yeah. From those articles, we might take a character, a situation, maybe just a singular word, and we're going to improvise stories around it. We're just trying to make big stories out of Small Town News. Where are we today, George? Um, I'm looking at a, a photo from Dr. Jess that says the Michael Scott Paper Company on the side of a van. I'm going to guess Scranton. No. Oh. All right. Let me go to that. <laughs> Look at the fact that it looks like the van is in a dump. Well, it also has, like, I want to say Chinese characters written above the Michael Scott Do you not remember company. that episode yeah, from the, the episode? Yeah. I don't remember It was like a Korean Chinese church characters. van that they then uh, yeah. repurposed. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it. Korean. Spot, it's spot on. Whoever made this van, it's spot on. It's so Korean. we're in Korea. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Rock Springs, Wyoming. Oh. That was his name. North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sir, in Rock Springs, Wyoming, Neil, what do you know about Rock Springs, Wyoming? Well, with a population of 23,000, Rock Springs in Sweetwater County is Wyoming's fifth largest city. Wow. Uh, The town is located in southwestern Wyoming and is about three hours northeast of Salt Lake City in Utah. Due to its claim of a multi-ethnic history, locals call Rock Springs the 57 Varieties Town. However, its current population is overwhelmingly white, and it looks like much of its claim to multi-ethnicity is founded on a history of British, Scandinavian, and other Western European immigrants. <laughs> We're super diverse. We have people from all over Western Europe. Right. Uh, well, we got all music, country and Western. <laughs> uh, Chinese immigrants and black migrants came to the town in the 19th century, but the 1885 Rock Spring Massacre one of the worst incidents of anti-immigrant violence in American history in which white men slaughtered Chinese people, perhaps dampened non-white people's enthusiasm for settling in the town. I've never heard of this. I Why is the it. word slaughtered in, in quotations? We don't have to look into it. I just find that interesting. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but enough on America's long and awful history of racial violence. Hmm. This is allegedly a comedy podcast. Fair. Let's talk about <laughs> The Office. All right. The town, fired. The town's Wikipedia page contains this cryptic entry. Why, under the, why wasn't allegedly in quotes? Why wasn't? Yeah. Why, why was it, why was it comedy? Because <laughs> slaughtered in quotes already had it covered, I guess. <laughs> anyway, back to the comedy. Yes, uh, this town's Wikipedia page contains this cryptic entry under the In Popular Culture heading. Quote, Rock Springs is also the home to a replica of the Michael Scott Paper Company van <laughs> located behind Taco Time on Elk Street. <laughs> That's what your town's known for. I, I have questions. Yeah. I, I, I want to go on a field trip. As of August 2021, the Michael Scott Paper Company van has been taken. Its whereabouts are currently unknown, causing tourist disappointment and confusion. Close quote. According to pictures on Google Images, the white van has the Michael Scott Paper Company, Inc., in all caps, beneath Korean text that translates to Scranton Hallelujah Church. There are white curtains in the windows. Why was there ever a replica of a van from the office in the town? That's question number one I had. Yep. Could tourists go inside the van? There's the next one. What was the connection between the van and the taco place? Man, she's hitting it. <laughs> How Sit long had it been van. parked there? Yep. Sit in the van and eat your tacos. I, I would happily do that. Just eat your taco and Did enjoy the replica. Did someone steal the van? Yeah, clearly. There are several threads on Reddit about the van. But no one seems to know anything about it. So you steal that van, like it's not like you could hide it in plain sight. Uh, in I don't way, think they're trying to. I think that's somebody who's got that thing at their house out in the country, just hanging out in it. 
So you think it's just because the sparse population of Wyoming that no one's found it? Yeah, I mean, if the fifth largest town in the state is 23,000 people, yeah. there's a lot of real estate out there to hide a Michael Scott paper company van. So one time I was uh, driving through Pitt County, I was on an appraisal assignment, and I was in, you know, I mean, you know, Greenville's very heavily populated, but then you get outside of that, you, you get some, you can go quite a while, you know, between houses. So I'm just driving through this house there, and, you know, just, you know, mostly... Fields, fields, house, fields, 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 house. Then all of a sudden I passed this one house and unmistakably the Scooby-Doo mystery machine was parked in front of this house. So it's like drive, drive. (laughs) (laughs) It was like on Blackjack Simpson Road. And I always look for that van every time I'm down that road now. I've never seen it a second time. But just in this green, in this rural. Look, they're solving other mysteries now. That one's done. They've moved on. Yeah, Yeah. they were they were looking for Ghost Gary Busey, (laughs) but now they moved on to the mystery of what happened to the Michael Scott paper company van. That's what. There you go. So what's interesting about this is they don't know what happened to it, but then there's not also not information about how it came to be to begin with. It's a replica. Like it's not like someone got a hold of the actual prop from the movie or the show, which would have been very interesting. Be like, come see the actual Microsoft Paper Company van as featured on Office. No, I mean, this is a replica. It is kind of fun because you're you're looking at an investment of what, like maybe two grand in the old van, and then just a little bit of text on the side, and then just keep it dirty. Well, when I when I (laughs) hear replica, yeah, (laughs) when I hear replica, I always think. Like, it's not a real van. Like, it's a statue. The most expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's the statue no, 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 of a van? Yeah. It's and not a real van. Get in the it's getaway. Replica. Get in the, the most... getaway replica. Trying to drive it away. <laughs> the most expensive thing is the ream of paper you have to go in the staples to buy to put into the back of the van. <laughs> right, right, right. What was the mystery machine you saw? Was that a replica? Or was it like a real van? Well, I, mean, I didn't up? stop well, that. Well, no. you, you understand, George, that cartoons since Who Framed Roger Rabbit have not been able to cross over into the real world. But Keith found it. Yeah, it was a replica. Yeah, you're right. It was not the yeah, original. It, it, it wasn't like, how do I describe this? It wasn't, it wasn't like a, a cartoon van <laughs> okay. a la Roger Rabbit. That, that was it. It was, it, was a real, it was a real world van <laughs> that was made to look exactly like the mystery machine. Gotcha. It was just drawn that way. Just drawn that way. <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> the town's Wikipedia page contains this cryptic entry under the... <laughs> Robert Leroy Parker. <laughs> I was like, let's see how far this goes. All right. This all seems very familiar. Robert Lee. Let's see how far this goes. <laughs> this all seems terribly familiar. Leroy Robert Parker, the oldest of 13 children and born in 1866 in the Utah Territory, trained as a butcher in Rock Springs as a young man. Robert did not pursue a career as a butcher. Instead, he adopted the nom de crime, nom de crime, of Butch Cassidy and became one of the Wild West's most notorious bank robbers. He took his new name from his brief stint as a butcher. Oh. And he took the last name from his mentor, Mike Cassidy. Robert met Mike, a cattle thief, while working as a ranch hand as a teenager. Various biographies of Butch point to Mike as the man who introduced him to a life of crime. Butch committed the first offense in 1880 at the age of 14. He broke into a closed clothing shop took, quote, a pair of jeans and some pie. This is George's first crime. <laughs> hey, come for the jeans, leave with the pie. I guess the pie was like sitting on a windowsill. Why is there pie in a clothing shop? Well, I mean, it's, anyway. the, it's, it's a haberdashery, probably. <laughs> right, the pie is for the customers. And left an IOU on the counter promising to pay the next time he was in town. Mm. A judge acquitted him, 
perhaps based on the IOU. Loophole! He clearly intended to pay. <laughs> he just hadn't been back for 20 years. There you go. By 1889, Butch had started robbing banks, not leaving IOUs. Oh, he totally should have. And in 1896, he and <laughs> he some friends... He found the loophole. <laughs> oh, you, why not exploit it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm in town. Just never comes back. I never come back to this town. <laughs> And in 1896, he and some friends formed the Wild Bunch Gang, which is a great name. Right. Butch recruited Harry Alessandro Longaba, better known as the Sundance Kid, into the gang shortly after its formation. I couldn't have done better. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. I was hoping that that would be like a good Keith one to read. In 1905, Butch and Sundance fled to South America to evade law enforcement. However, being forced to flee did not stop their criminal activities. In 1908, in Bolivia, they robbed a courier carrying payroll funds. They were tracked down by soldiers, and a shootout ensued. During a lull in the shooting, a man screamed three times in the house. Then two successive shots were fired from inside the house. The soldiers found the bodies of two men, both riddled with bullets, inside the house. Apparently, in an attempt to end their suffering, Butch shot Sundance in the head and then shot himself in the temple. However, rumors still persist that neither Butch nor Sundance died in that shootout. Some people, Butch's family included, believe he died in the 1930s of pneumonia in Washington State. But no evidence has been presented to support those claims. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. It's a good movie. But it is a movie, movie. isn't there? Like, don't jump off a cliff or something? Yeah, that's not how they die, though. No, that's Thelma Louise. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Yeah, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. No, because the, the Brad Pitt's at the no, bottom. They, 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 it ends on a freeze frame where, you know, they, they storm out of the building to like, yeah. I guess, to die like men, I guess, is the thing. But they freeze frame it before they get shot. And I think this would be the maybe the building where they're yeah. like the same. Okay. Yeah, no, they both hold hands and then they both agree we're going to drive this convertible off of the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> but they're in horses. Craig left first. Craig left first. <laughs> Craig left the two women driving off a cliff first. Canceled. What a stupid movie. Thelma Louise? Yes. But I had Brad Pitt? What a <laughs> stupid movie. But I had Gina it, Davis. What <laughs> a stupid movie. Wait, do you not, not, not like the ending? Or just the I, just, I don't premise? like any of it. I know that's shocking. I don't want to get canceled. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like it because they are not empowered enough. I don't like it because it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it also came out when I was like a teenage boy, and the last thing you want to watch is that movie. It's like, how, how old were we? 16, 18, something yeah. like that probably. It also didn't have Gary Busey. Right. It would have been better. Sure? If it had he been, was down at the bottom getting hit by the car. Well, so, <laughs> <laughs> so that or if it was Bobcat and Gary instead of Thelma and Louise. Like that would be a movie. It's uncredited role. Every movie where a car crashes, Gary Busey is the uncredited wall that it crashes into. <laughs> Damn you for this visual you've put in my head that I cannot get out now. <laughs> Just Gary Busey just by himself in the bottom of a canyon. Just you looking around, just what's that sound? And then crash. You want to do? Do you want to do a montage? Montage of cars crashing off cliffs with Gary Busey every time going huh? right before. <laughs> and I, I wish no ill will to Gary Busey. I think he's a national treasure. It's just. Okay. It'll be the quantum leap of Gary Busey. <laughs> each each crash, hoping this will be the crash that fixes his face. You realize we can bring this to life using Cameo. 
Gary, all we need you to do is to stand here pretending like Thelma and Louise are about to crash on you in the ravine. And the best, <laughs> and the best part is he would not question no, it for one second. I was made it. for this role. <laughs> Born to play it. <laughs> okay. Huh. Perhaps if Florable Myrrh had been on the case, I mean, that's close enough, right? Florable. That's my. Florable. It sounds like a thing you can do to, to stuff. A parade of florables. It's florable, yeah. yeah. You tell me a Does better it smell w- like flowers? It's florable. Well, you tell me a better way to say that arrangement of letters. Florabelle. That's. Cl- oh, come on. Apples and oranges. Come on. Florables and florabelles. Come on. <laughs> That's a florable. <laughs> That's what Gary says. That's yeah. the part. <laughs> florable. <laughs> well, perhaps if she had been on the case better, evidence regarding Butch's death would have been recorded. Florable was florable was it's just <laughs> she <laughs> Florable was born in Rock Springs in 1889, the same year as the formation of the Wild Bunch. She became a noted journalist and covered Hollywood celebrities and underworld gangsters from the 1920s through the 1960s. She was the first female reporter hired at several major newspapers, and she was the first American female crime beat reporter. In 1944, she was covering the execution of the Salt Lake City man who murdered his lover. However, in Utah, only men were allowed to witness executions. Florable, quote, went to Utah's attorney general and was ruled a reporter, not a woman. And that ruling allowed her to witness the man's execution. In 1949, while working for the L.A. Times, she was involved in a mob shootout at Sherry's Restaurant on the Sunset Strip. She was there interviewing Mickey Cohen, a crime boss nicknamed the King of Los Angeles. Rival gangsters entered their restaurant at 3.55 a.m. and started shooting in an attempted hit on Mickey. A bullet ricocheted and struck Florable in the back. In the midst of the chaos, Her first instinct was to call her newspaper to get a photographer on the scene. Wow, man, that's dedication. She's a badass. Seriously. She really is. She and two others who were injured survived. One of the gangsters died of his wounds. Mickey, the intended target, was not injured. So, why do we have Thelma and Louise as a movie, but not a movie about Florable? Because her name's too hard to say. Probably. You can change your name, Louise. I would watch a movie about Florbo, especially oh, if the deal. See, I'm not a woman. I'm a reporter. Let me get in here and let me get this story. Let me see this man yeah. die. I want to see the man's life pass right out of his eyes. <laughs> I'm willing to catch a bullet, see? <laughs> Only if Mickey is played by Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you at the Waffle House at 4 a.m. And instead of bullets coming through, they're cars. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of coffee house, it's a ravine. <laughs> This is my favorite restaurant. <laughs> Join me at the ravine at 3.55 a.m. <laughs> What's that sound? <laughs> uh, enjoy your stay in Rock Springs. Keep your eyes peeled for weird fan memorabilia in strange locations. Leave a nice IOU if you take anything from closed shops. Make sure you have a bitchin' non de creme based on your non-criminal career. And lastly, try to be more like Florable and never let a little thing like a bullet wound keep you from doing your job. There you go. Good Fair. advice for everyday nice, Jess. Nice, Dr. Jess. All right, 
Police Dog Adjusts to Retirement by Jonathan Gallardo. Rocky hasn't quite adjusted to retirement yet. The Dutch Shepherd, who spent the last nine years working as a drug dog for the Campbell County Sheriff's Office, still thinks he has to go to work every day, says his handler, uh, Corporal Gary Spears. You say Dutch Shepherd? Yep. How many countries have shepherds? I'm Two. Of all of and them. Australian. I, I would Dutch? think all of them, right? That, if you've got sheep, you've got shepherds. As a breed, though? I don't know. Well, I mean, what's a Dutch Shepherd look like? No. <laughs> what, what is a du- you ever heard of a Dutch Shepherd? Maybe the article will tell us. Oh, probably not, though. <laughs> yeah, probably. Not. <laughs> huh? <laughs> you may be wondering what a Dutch shepherd is. Go ahead, Neil. Let me show this next line. He wants to leave the house every time I do, Spears said during a retirement ceremony Friday afternoon. He followed me around the house today more than any day as I was getting ready for work. That's what dogs do. <laughs> Retired dogs. No, no, yeah. this dog, dog is clearly did, antsy. Yeah. Okay. The dog didn't know it had retired the day before. It right. was at, at a retirement party for itself. It probably also <laughs> never knew it was working. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's got that one case that it couldn't solve, <laughs> and he can't let it go. Why did they put a gold watch around my neck today? <laughs> uh, Rocky retired in November after breaking his rear left leg. Project Canine Hero, a nonprofit organization that helps with medical costs, food, and end of duty services for police and military dogs across the country, paid for Rocky's medical costs. End of duty services is a nice way of saying funeral. Yeah. Yep. Uh, most drug dogs work for five to eight years. During his nine year career, Rocky has been deployed 1,194 times. He found drugs 229 times, leading to 166 charges of possession of a controlled substance. Good stats. Yeah. He also went on 220 tracking searches and had 398 calls where he helped out other agencies. Sheriff Scott Matheny said Rocky won't be replaced until sometime next year. In addition to training a new dog, a new handler has to be trained as well. Rocky is Spears' third and final drug dog. Rocky won't be alone. The Spears have two other dogs and three cats, and Rocky doesn't mind the cats too much, Carrie said, adding that he'll let the cats play with his ears. But there's still one thing on his mind, and that's going to work. Now they name Carrie. Spears' wife, Carrie, said it can be tough to watch Rocky. The Spears can't leave Rocky at home by himself because he tears down the blinds and things like that, trying to find Gary, she said. He sits at the top of the stairs. Exactly. The neighbors have all the drugs. (laughs) (laughs) He sits at the top of the stairs waiting for Gary to come home, Carrie says. That's his life. That's what he's bred for. If you take that away from him, it'll take some getting used to. It's kind of sad. Yeah. He doesn't know why he doesn't get to go to work anymore. He never knew he was going to work. He's a dog. But, But now he misses it. Well, he he misses leaving the house every day to go he's catch used bad to, Yeah, guys. he's used to going out and going to different places, riding in cars, sm- smelling different things, maybe yeah. finding drugs. Yeah, I mean, he is literally into a forced retirement. Now, granted, he didn't realize he was doing a job. He thought he was living life to the fullest. Yeah, because dogs like having jobs. That's what living life to the fullest is for those breeds of dogs. Yeah. It's like the having shepherds. purpose. Give yeah, me something to yeah. do. And all he can do is rip up blinds, let cats play with his ears. <laughs> All right, we cut to Rocky the dog and his owners have him by the leash. He's in a dog park, and he's just having trouble. The owners are just having trouble making play dates with their specially trained drug dog, Rocky. Mitch, how you doing, buddy? Hey, good, yeah. Hey, Hey, good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while there. Yeah. Oh, you got little Fifi here just going for a little walk in the dog park? Yeah, yeah, she really likes it here. Oh, that's fun. Well, you know, I got Rocky here. You know, Rocky's just recently retired. You know, I I don't know if you read about his stats for finding drugs. 
No, no, I don't. I don't get the paper. Oh, he's Sorry. the best. Yeah. Like he's so good at it. There. Hey, yeah, yeah. If we're gonna, if you're gonna walk in the dog park, you want me to so, walk with you? But he's good at finding drugs. Oh, he's the best. All right, so he finds them all. So, I've been looking for some weed. Do what? you think he can help hook me up? Wait, I can't find it anywhere. Okay, okay. I, maybe you should have read. L- a okay, is there? A, do I need to give you a little money, like finders fee Wait, or no, something? Whoa, whoa, or? Dude, I mean, I know a lot of times Mitch, when you lose your income, Mitch. it can get kind of challenging. Mitch, you know? I, I, I love you, buddy. We've been neighbors for years. Don't make me do this. Look, no, no, no. He finds drugs so that we can arrest people. Well, that's not cool. Well, that, well, well that's his job. Drugs are not that's cool. A, it's like a bait and switch. You told me he could help find drugs and well, was really good at it. And now. Well, no, we're trying to clean the streets. You know, that old saying, you know, say no to drugs. So, so like that, he could smell the weed in my pocket right now. Wait, like, Mitch, what are you telling me right now? No, no. Okay, Rocky, get down, get down. Apparently, yes. I thought he was excited to see his you know, next door neighbor friend, but apparently. Uh, just d- d- don't make me do this. You know, I, I, I'm not a cop. You know, I just took in Rocky after he retired. Let's not make this a big deal, Mitch. Hey, guys. Uh, sorry. Excuse me. I saw you gathered up over here. Uh, this is my dog, Jerry. I trained him to be able to find people who were looking for drugs, and he seems oh, to be yeah. really keyed in on you. He's yeah, he I'm tried, really basically yeah. took my arm out of the socket to bring it over here to you. Are you looking for drugs? I am looking for what drugs. What could he smell? Uh, desperation. Yeah, that, that, that typically is what what I get. Yeah, that's this true. is uh, uh, good guys. Word. I'm sorry, my dog is pulling me over here. Um, I'm. I've been training my dog to be an attorney for other dogs, and he seems to be alerting. On, you need some help, sir? Are you not are yet you being entrapped by this? Uh, is well, a, I don't know. I mean, I got, I got. There's a drug find a dog who's refusing to help me find drugs, and then there's a dog who finds people who are looking for drugs. Uh, hold then, on, wait. I'm Scamp, cheap, wait, Scamp I'm, is advising you to stop talking. Wait. So the dog is, there is a an retainer? attorney looking for cases? Yes, he's kind of a pro bono type of dog sounds more uh, like a dog chaser to me no he's he's just here to provide a public service wait so is he going to represent the dog or the owner oh my god um okay no rocky down down look can you please just get rid of the drugs or something because everybody knows rocky's really good at well, yeah drug. y'all want to share no no that's I, not i'm sorry as your attorney dog scamps advising you to stop talking People keep asking me questions. Okay, you, I, you have a right not to answer them. This guy here clearly is some kind of narc. I desperately want to get out of this situation. Is what I want. Okay, I, I don't like this at all. Could you get your dog oh. off of me, please? Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh my God, please. Hey, 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 guys! I saw you gathered over here. My name's Teddy. Uh, my dog basically pulled my arm out to get me over here. Uh, he's really good at finding people who are in awkward situations. They don't feel comfortable about it. and He wants to try to pull them out. Okay, oh uh, and you. Oh, dude, that's great because these people are useless. I really no no we we're, we're useless because we don't want to help you commit a crime. I, I'd like to help commit a crime. Oh great! Wait no wait what? No no no! You you and your dog are supposed to get me out of here. Don't be getting into crimes. Well, I, I personally like getting into crimes. But me and my dog have kind of a love hate relationship. I'm always getting into trouble. He's always trying to get people out of trouble. Oh, we're always God. going in opposite directions. Sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Keith's head exploded. <laughs> There's a lot of dogs here <laughs> with different jobs. Hey, I think it's what we're learning. My dog's really good at finding other dogs. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, my, my dog is desperately looking for the end of this skin. <laughs> Has anybody found it? Oh, there it is. It's got to be somewhere. <laughs> I was genuinely confused when the guy was like, wait, is the dog 
trying to represent the other dog or is it trying to represent the odor? <laughs> because one makes sense to me and the other one I can't wrap my head around. Which one made sense? <laughs> the dog representing the dog. Okay, good. <laughs> At least they speak the same language. Sir, you're not allowed to bring your dog in this courtroom. That's my attorney. <laughs> you going to nominate the right to an attorney? Yes. I smell a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Law dog. <laughs> Legal beagle. <laughs> the shaggy DA, right? Oh, oh it's already been done. Yeah. It's already been done. But that was he was a district attorney. Should be the shaggy defense attorney dog. You know who would have been dog great attorney. in the shaggy DA? Gary Busey. I'm not even making a joke right now. <laughs> but is what role is the With dog? No, as no the makeup. Guy that, as the DA that becomes a dog, yeah. Wait, was that it really about? And all you do is put some fake dog ears on him when he becomes a dog. <laughs> and he's driving a car. And Gary Busey by, with no, fake dog ears I on gotta, him. I gotta get down to the office. This is terrible. <laughs> and he's hit by a car seven times on the way to the courthouse. <laughs> Just car, from the sky car on top falling of from ravines. <laughs> He's driving in a car. He's not hit by a car. It just falls from the sky. Damn it, Thelma. Damn it, Louise. Uh. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Improved fencing east of Farson aims to help migration. No author listed from that crazy headline. Canadian um, migration, I'm guessing? I don't know. Or geese? bird? I was Maybe geese. bird migration, yeah. They're not what trying to keep out Canadians. Do? For birds, though, <laughs> it's improved makes fencing. Makes them fly a little it's, higher. It's a really high fence. It's improved fencing. The fences were too low. It's like birds fly, apparently. They could get right over. <laughs> Pronghorn antelope and deer east of Farson will soon be able to cross fences along their winter migration routes more easily thanks to improved fencing along Wyoming Highway 28. So improving fencing means deer can go through it. So what are we keeping out? I think we're allowing them in. Right? But then why is there a fence? You know what? You think there are Nope, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. It's not going to happen. No, really. That was the end of the article. <laughs> the Thanks, headline Jess. was longer. <laughs> okay. Huh? <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> no author listed. Uh, the stretch of highway can be difficult for pronghorn to navigate during winter migration, according to the Wyoming Game and Fish Department. During tougher winters, pronghorn get balled up on the north side of the hallway. Highway. <laughs> I, I did have a question. I can't read today because I don't have my pad, so I'm having to struggle through it. So during tougher winters, pronghorn get balled up on the north side of the highway as they're moving south to some of their winter ranges, said Dean Claus, wildlife biologist for the game and fish in Pinedale. There is winter range on both sides of the highway, but we've had some pronghorn that couldn't get through the fence or negotiate it well with deeper snow levels. They have died on that north side during years of with tough winter conditions. I'm pretty sure this project is going to be really beneficial to getting animals through. Work is underway for the first phase of the project, improving fences between milepost 5.5 and 14.5. So far, seven paired gates, which can be opened during heavy migration, to provide a 32-foot opening for traveling herds, have been installed. This allows animals to cross the highway without having to navigate the fence. Another part of the first phase involves fastening adjustable wire clips to fence posts to allow the height of the fence's bottom wire to accommodate migrating pronghorn, which often choose to crawl under fences rather than jump them. The first phase of the project is expected to be completed this, this spring. Improvements to Highway 28 for wildlife are a collaborative effort. Sweetwater County Commission Chairman Wally Johnson 
proposed a meeting to discuss the need for crossing structures or fence modifications. The Game and Fish helped plan and design the project, and the Wyoming Department of Transportation provided the labor and materials. Multiple partners contributed to make the project possible, including the Muley Fanatic Foundation Southwest Wyoming Chapter, Greater Yellowstone Coalition, Wyoming Wildlife Federation, Knobloch Family Foundation, Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership, the Navy, Cons- the Nature Conservancy, BLM, Mark Cott, and Area Grazing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm just kind of falling asleep now. <laughs> I, just, B- I, I want to know which BLM. I do, too. That's really what I'm... It's all capital BLM. There you go. I did not know they were into wildlife conservation. I did not either. But why... Okay, so I'm just like thinking, like, please inform me if I missed it. Like, okay, so you're creating openings in a fence to allow longhorn whatever the hell hell they're called pronghorn sure whatever (laughs) but you know i mean so you have to have a fair number of openings because if they don't actively see it you know it's not like they're going to walk a certain you know when it's out of sight over to the thing and they're going to read signs this many kilometers to the opening long elk horn (laughs) whatever the hell you are yeah so they're going to still go under so you have to have a fair number but at that point I got a fence. Which is really my question. If you uh, yeah, can leave you, a 36 foot wide opening. It's not a fence. The season. So what is the Why? what is the fence there for if not to keep these guys out? It's the what keep, is it keeping it's, out? it's to keep them out during other parts of the year. There's but, only one part of the season they want them to get through. But, but, I'm what, sure the locals understand whatever the purpose for the fence is. It, it I have no clue. But there's probably like farmland that they're fencing up, right? Well, so no, that, it's but this is the highway. But yeah, but they but on the but other side of the highway. Yes. It's probably like farmland, and you're going to just let them walk all over your plants? Clearly, your at least one part of the year. It's See, I'm operating on the assumption it makes no sense. It's probably more like grazing land, perhaps. So just grass? Like a sod farm. <laughs> or cattle. There's other kinds of grazing. <laughs> I was say grass. grass. I mean, you could sell the grass. I mean, in that, in that example, all well, in that example we're all farmers in our own way. <laughs> Yeah, how's your crop coming on your front yard there, Craig? Oh, well, I'll tell you, the salt of the earth is uh, really coming along. <laughs> uh, everything's dead and alive at the same time. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of a yellowish black. Okay. So how's, how's your fence, though? You keeping out the pronghorns? <laughs> no. I'm covered with them. They're actually in my bathroom right now. I had to build a half bath just for the pronghorns. For the migration patterns. Yeah. yeah. I only, well, I have a door to the bathroom that I only open up for one hour a day. <laughs> the rest of the time, they're just shitting in the hallway of my house. <laughs> huh? <laughs> it is weird to have a, a fence at all. So you you keep them out when it's not migration season, but you let them through to go somewhere else and buy, eat someone else's grass. Unless there's some other creature you're keeping out every right. other part of the year, but then it's not a problem that one time of the year. I think you're keeping things in, like cattle or something. Or the cars. They're keeping the cars on the highway. They don't want or, the cars to wander there you go. <laughs> into the fields, into the sod farms. That's Gary Busey's field. We don't want... They know, have different gotta, migration patterns on the highway. It's a fence. I better, fe- I, better, I better veer off this highway. Oh, there's a fence. Oh, thank God that fence was there. Look at all that grass. It's Got to find a canyon. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gate that Gary Busey stands in front of. 
that only opens when a car's coming. <laughs> it's specifically a fence to keep Gary Busey out. And so during migration times, they let the pronghorn in, but they watch out for Gary Busey just in case he pops up. Well, it gets cold that time of year, so he, Gary Busey has moved to warmer climates. Right, at that he's point. heading south. Let me try to get under this fence here. Uh, uh, sounds interesting over there. Uh, let me go back. He's roaming with the pronghorns. It sounds more like pronghorn is like code for something else they're trying to keep out. <laughs> like everybody, oh, no. everybody has agreed that they don't like pronghorns, but they can't say what they're trying to keep out. Are you saying that because of the groups that no, were no, no, not sponsoring the pronghorn? No, 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 definitely not. Okay, no, good. No, yeah. no, no. Bureau of Land Management. That's the BLM. That's probably it. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't, no, I wasn't suggesting that at all. You sound convinced. <laughs> no, it, just, right. it just took me that long to get yes, there. Uh, good, good. I've been, I've been twirling God. it around in the back of my brain trying yeah. to figure out why. They let the pronghorns in, and the pronghorns would just stand outside the fence. They said they'd ball up on the highway. And cry? <laughs> like, what? Well, maybe they're just... I don't know. That's, but that's some ingrained instinct. If they're used to walking, or they want to walk that particular place, and it's a fence there, they just stand there. So you want to hit some deer with cars or move on? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anything, we're cutting the Gary Busey on the other side of the fence. Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> it's, a, it's almost springtime. You going to let me back in? It's getting cold out. <laughs> I told you by the time I died. <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch out for the lions, tigers, bears. Oh, my. And pronghorns. Does anybody remember that? That's my favorite Gary Busey lines from Predator 2. No. Yeah, he's, you know, he's searching for the Predator, and he's got this, and he has, you know, he does this wonderful little speech, but he ends, you know, he's just talking about the hunting in the city. And he goes, you know, yes, yes, there's a lot out there to get you. Lions, tigers, bears. Oh, my. <laughs> I've never seen Predator 2. It's not bad. Uh, it's not bad. It's, it's okay. not bad. It's Danny Glover. Yeah. And he gets an old West gun at the end because he killed a predator. It's great. Spoilers. Wait, who gives him the old West gun? One of the predators. Because the whole point is it's like it's it's you know, it's a rite of passage. The reason they're hunting is like they're getting trophies that are proving themselves is like the mythology. Um when they, they keep people's like skulls and spinal columns because it's like right. you know, a, a reward. And so at the end of the movie he actually kills a predator and then the other predator showed up and it's like, Oh no, these other presidents are here to get me, but instead they're like, all right, you killed one. You're one of respect. Us. And yeah. so they toss him this old gun that's like 18 whatever, and it's like an old West gun. <laughs> so we cut to a fence where thousands of predators are pacing back and forth. <laughs> Gary Busey is banging frantically on the fence. Ah, ah, it's happening. It's happening. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. It's happening. Oh, my. I warned you of this back in 1992. Oh, my. My favorite Gary Busey line is, Utah. Give me two. What's that from? Point Break. Oh, yeah. oh. When he's asking Keanu to get him two chili dogs. <laughs> Utah! Give me two. <laughs> he wasn't acting. He really wanted chili yeah. dogs. And he <laughs> thought well, Keanu well, Reeves' camera's, name was Utah. The camera was rolling. What? Huh? <laughs> I might as well keep it. That was a great take, Gary. Huh? <laughs> That's the only thing he said today that made any sense. So let's... <laughs> More than swinging foam by Katie Glenmire. More than swinging what? foam? Is it F O A M foam? Okay. The wizards, warriors, and assassins of the Shire of Truvale, a local chapter of a medieval combat and role play group, meet twice weekly to raise their foam covered weapons in battle games at Veterans Park. The clashing foam doesn't make much noise. The air, despite being 37 degrees, 
is more filled with boisterous laughter and merriment. Whole families gather, from little girls in tutus to veterans who have been doing this for more than a decade. <laughs> Just imagining like grizzled old veterans out there and little girls in tutus and they're all fighting. With foam. Adults in medieval costumes spar in twos and threes with children and other adults. Some with foam swords, some with foam shields, and others even with foam arrows that they shoot through the air with a bow. At some point during the meet, they will all come together to play a battle game. I feel like to use the word spar, there needs to be some qualifications put in place. Light? Like more than foam? I don't know, like stakes? (laughs) Those bragging rights, those are the stakes. You get to be lord of the kingdom. How do you tell? Because you know, a foam sword, you know, it bends when it makes contact with whatever. So I guess if no, you strike. No, what? no. It's like a foam padded thing. You can oh. still hurt people with that. Oh. So there's a real sword yeah. underneath the foam? No, but it's not flimsy. It's not like a freaking pool noodle. Okay, oh, see, that's what noodle. I'm thinking. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, so this is like rubber bullets. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. sounds funny and harmless, but you don't want to get it. Yeah, no, you want to block it. It's not a tee thing. All I can get in my <laughs> well, there's tutus, man. So there's tutus. All, so all I can think of right now is Gary Busey at this thing, but doesn't know that it's fake in practice. Like yeah. he brought us real shit, <laughs> and, and it's going down. The spar. There's no fence. Let's rumble. <laughs> Let's migrate. What if he was in the Outsiders? <laughs> this is LARPing. For some, it's fun. For some, it's exercise. And for others, it's family. But there's still others, though. There's fun. <laughs> Exercise family. What does Neil think of LARPing? I don't have any problem with LARPing. Okay. Yeah, All it's right. harmless. Okay. You know, simple pleasures, right? Yeah. Aren't we LARPing at 2 o'clock this afternoon to hey, some degree, really? Yeah. And people who are LARPing, in my experience, are just having the best time. Yeah. yeah. Just like yeah. having fun, like why shit on them, right? Right. But I mean, I probably will at some point. I'll... I'll Okay, but also make the distinction. So, so listener who doesn't know us that well. So, we're doing a theater show. So, we're those kind of people. We're yeah. we're, we're not. But it's like the whatever. same. Right? It, oh, it is. So I caught. One's but I'm inside, still going to set outside. a differentiation. <laughs> I'm still going to do it. He's still got to go home. One has, look at himself in the mirror, Neil. One has concessions and people pay to see it. The other one is you're just with your friends outside. And you pay to do it. Yeah. So, but I caught like yesterday afternoon. I caught one of the actresses reading like one of the crappy cheesy romance novels yes i saw that as well and she looked very shamed that i she was like oh it's this and i was like i read like sci-fi and fantasy it's the same type of crap yeah Yeah. at the end of the day so please enjoy your book yeah my ex-wife's uncle had uh those guy his name was jimmy and he was like this gristled old farmer guy and liked to go hunting on the weekends and he had a deer stand and he would read nothing but romance novels. He would take his romance at novels up stand. to the deer stand. So people leave him alone. Like, didn't kill anything for years. He was just taking that as time to be able to go and sit up in the deer stand and read his romance novels. My father-in-law. No shame about it whatsoever. Yeah, my father-in-law, retired Marine. He's a farrier, so he's down and dirty doing work, you know, helping horses all day long. His favorite thing, get home, bath bomb, eat cheese in the tub. <laughs> and, and read, I'm not joking, and, and, and read, and read I held magazines. it together until eat cheese in the tub. Yeah, like that's what he wants. It's great. Is it yeah. good cheese at least? 
What's that? Is it good cheese? Velveeta. Or like Kraft Singles? Velveeta. No, it's, it's probably oh, it's better Blocko. cheese. We're, we're going to get on a cheese tangent here. I can already see. Huh? I don't think there's anything wrong with eating cheese in a tub. No. Only because I like cheese. So I would eat cheese anywhere. Yeah, I'll eat cheese Pickles. Anywhere. But no, I won't. That's, that's over the line. But I'm not Whoa, what's wrong with pickles? I'm kidding. What's wrong with pickles in the tub? I'm kidding. Sorry. I, I'm very passionate about pickles. I like a pickle. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about LARPing, which... <laughs> All right, go on. No, Neil was being baited. That's what happened five ago. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about LARPing? What? Oh, that. <laughs> no, but I agree. It's, it's, it's the same exact principles. Mm-hmm. You know, except people are paying to see us, and that makes us better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't know what they're getting themselves into. That's entirely <laughs> the case. I'm, I'm being facetious. It's all the same thing. You dress yes. up, you pretend. Yeah. Except swing, we're better. Swing foam around. Yeah. And, Live action role playing or LARPing starts with giving oneself a name and then the name evolves into a persona. This is a chance to get creative. Aaron Allison, the group's democratically elected sheriff, goes by Jaster. Sheriff is like being president of the group, but in his persona, he's the mayor of Truevale. The Shire of Truevale is one chapter or park in an international nonprofit called Amtegard. This organization literally wrote the rule book. A 70-page tome which governs things like foam weapon construction, safety, and rules of engagement. So from what you said earlier, Neil, so like I, I find it so hard to believe that this would be the case. So like they're taking a real sword and then putting foam no, around no, it? No, 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 no. Okay. No. That would be dangerous. Yeah. Yes, that can't Let's be get it. Get a 12-pound broadsword and then just <laughs> or get like a or get a like a wooden stick. Over it. Put, some, put some packing peanuts taped to it or like a like Look out, pop baby, paper. Pop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> or get it's just like a wooden stick and they put foam around yeah. it that way yeah, yeah it'll it'll sting if it hits you but you know it'll lop your head off what are the what are the big things of the the q-tips people fight with i can't remember uh, the name of the, oh like uh giant, whatever sticks uh, giant q-tips you mean all like i ever know them as like the ninja turtles <laughs> no, 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 like American, glad- like American gladiators. <laughs> like bow staff. Yeah. Like There's American little- gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like punk, punk, punk it a, stick or something like If it's not a Ninja Turtle weapon, I don't know good. what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's all the only kind of weapons no, are, I mean, right? It's, it's, the, it's the same thing in, like, martial arts. They have a, a fake, safer version, but you can still hurt still hurts. people. Like Ninja yeah. Turtles. No. no. What is the staff called? <laughs> Quarter staff? It's a bow. Oh. Bow staff. Bow staff? Bow staff, just that stick? Yeah. It's a bow staff. It's a stick. Wait, wait. Yeah, that's that's. But I hear bow. I just I think like a bow shoot? and arrow, like a bum. You know, like a, there's a there's a string that fires a thing, a foam, <laughs> or whatever. Those hurt. But oh, I, oh, I, I, I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. I don't want to get hit by a big stick. I mean, no, of yeah, course not. not. Like uh, nunchuck, the group that I was with, they stopped teaching it because you just oh. get. Beaten to death, even learning how to do it. Yeah. It's so hard to control. Even if it has foam around it. Yeah. Still still hurts. hurts. Yeah. According to Christopher Rykord, also known as Robin Strongbow, Amtegard has a time period from the start of the Dark Ages almost up to the Renaissance and the mid nineteen in the mid fifteen hundreds before powder weapons started taking over. (laughs) Hold on. You're giving yourself any name and you're going with Robin Strongbow? Did they name themselves? Yes. Of that, course. And then it gets creative. <laughs> it starts with naming yourself, and then it gets creative. You should, so they should have... flop those. You should get creative first and then yeah. name yourself. Yeah, but yeah. It doesn't seem to be happening. So I'm like Robin Hood. Well, those are who things had a that bow, are covered but at, my the, strong. at the annual Amtegard meeting where they discuss the rule book each year. Robin Strongbow? Yeah. <laughs> 
That's like a medieval porno name. <laughs> I'm Harry Big Sword. <laughs> Lord, Harry Big Sword. Don't worry, it's wrapped in foam. <laughs> Live action porn play? <laughs> Lapping? Lapping? Lapping. Oh, God. <laughs> Put the foam around your <laughs> and walk in here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just giving you things to cut. Not really anything to work with. <laughs> Lapping. Are you kidding me? That that's in. In more ways than one. Foam and all. Live action porn play? <laughs> I mean, it's the best right. thing that's come out of this discussion. <laughs> come up with a name and get creative. <laughs> that's just dating. <laughs> I missed the foam part. I was doing it wrong. <laughs> we cut to a LARPing field, the quote-unquote battle has commenced, and a uh, team of LARPers with all in their various identities, they're behind one of the strongholds trying to figure out their next move of attack. Okay, fellows, I, I, I thank you so much for following me this far in the battle. This is a hard-fought one, I, and I'm not going to lie to you, it appears that the odds are stacked against us. But we're by your side through all of it. Oh. Never stopping. Lead Always us, hard. Lead us forward, Barry Big Helmet. Thank you, Lewis Longfellow. I, I appreciate your support and your kind words in favor. Now look, we have to. We must do an inventory. We must do what we have to go in the battle. And I know we've all lost many, many weapons to this point here, but we cannot win this on magic alone. I um, have a box of raisins. A box of... Okay, uh... Live raid, my lord. I, I brought a toaster oven that only works on broil. Oh wait, okay, okay, wait, guys. Okay, um, quick, quick time out here. Uh, okay, so guys, there is an element of magic. Dad. I bought a box of magic raisins. Dad. Uh, okay, we gotta. Okay, dad. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm not dad. I'm Barry Big Helmet, Lord. Dad. Barry Big yes, Helmet. Yes. My magic box turns bread into toast. Dad. Okay, dad wait, Barry. Guys. Okay, uh, but only on one side. Uh, yes, yes. Dad, I've Sire Squiman. Yes. I don't, what, okay, I'm really hungry. Can I have the raisins? <laughs> no, they're apparently magic. Like I brought only one box of the magic raisins. I only want one box. Them. Oh, no, no, but we might need the box, Simon. Uh, you can have the box. <laughs> Wait, it's Squiman, Dad. Squiman. Squiman. Yes. I worked hard on that name. I. I appreciate it. I still can't figure it out, but I, I appreciate you committing. But look, so what do your magic raisins do? That depends, my lord. What do you need them to do? Well, I mean, we make me not hungry. No, no, they don't no. do that. If I, like, I did that, they would be gone. We have bigger fish to I'm, fry, Simon Squiman. We need, we need to win this battle. We there are at least twenty LARPers over there. We are down, but to four. I, as Night Longhog, would like to say I brought three magic iPhone chargers, but I only have I two do, cords. I need one of those, too. I only no, have two cords. No, time out. Scryman always needs, but never contributes. Okay, okay. Well, first off, lay off my son, okay? But just quick time out. Okay, so we're not supposed to have phones here, okay? That was clearly a rule that we set up in the last meeting. You're not I, supposed to have phones. I put my phone in foam. Wait, so... It's in the rule book. It's covered in foam. It's okay. allowed. 
Okay, well then. Foam, foam. Okay, well then that's another weapon, you know, for our Dad, arsenal. When is this going to be over? I'm really hungry. I, I know and you I are. Scrabbit always complains, but I never think I have to poop. No, that's my son. Scrabbit always poops, okay. but never contributes. Okay, son, you 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 know the rule. If you need to go, use the porta john. Just you've got the the red handkerchief. Just hold it over your head. Everybody will know that it's a timeout for you. They'll understand. You're younger, Squiman. Cut to the other barricade. Oh, look. They're waving the red handkerchief. But it's not covered in foam. It's time to charge. Hey, guys, guys, what, what, if, what if this is a rouge? Oh, because it's red. It's red. Like, well, well, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, but I mean, what I mean is, like, what if they want us to, to, to go oh, charge? Hey, them? guys. Um, like, what, hey, uh, oh, I'm, hey. Hey, I'm trying to find a Porta John. I don't even know what that is. Did but. someone call for Porto John? N- n- sort of. Are you the bathroom guy? Lord Knight Porto John. Well, my dad had me wave the red flag and like come <gasps> this way, and that's what I'm saying. They want they want us to think something's up. What if they got raisins over there? Oh, they got raisins. <gasps> they oh, have raisins. Shit. Yeah, they're magic raisins. Foam raisins? No, they're real magic. <gasps> yeah, sun made. Porta John, what are we gonna do? Well, first we have to dig into the Porta John and pull out the raisins that we made a mistake with last so week. I, so I still need to poop. Poop is it? What's that good for? Yeah. No, I need to poop. A like, real I'm poop? For, yeah. No, real poop is not allowed in Porto John. That's not. That's not. Yeah, not since last time. Big mistake. Not good. <laughs> I really gotta go, Mike. Can you point me towards the bathrooms? All right, we cut back to to the other uh, barricade. Did Simon Squiman? Did he just go uh, to the to the enemy? Simon always defects and never contributes. No, he doesn't. No, he's not. No, he must. I'm sorry, I meant to say Squiman. Squiman always defects and never contributes. Oh my God! You're all the thing that you have to contribute here is a box of raisins and casting aspersions upon your progeny, which I do not appreciate outside of the game. Inside- I blame the parents. Look, I'm not trying. I'm trying to keep in character here and not keep this personal. And you and you know that I have no lineage to Simon Squiman within the game. You are always calling timeout. And you know, just because you're captain of the bowling team doesn't mean that you're captain when we're out here. Just because you have the biggest helmet doesn't mean anything other than you have the biggest head. We literally said in the meeting, whoever has the biggest helmet is the person in charge. Why do you think Porta John is in charge over there? Wait, Porta John? Port. You Port. know, you know that Porta John is not invited on either side anymore after the mistake they made last week. Big mistake. Big mistakes. <laughs> well, there's still the issue of your son. He's Simon Squiman the Squire. Oh, yeah. God, I feel so much better. Oh, he's returned. Does anybody want a hot dog? I got a couple extra ones. Well, a hot dog? Oh, yeah. Squire, Ooh, give me two. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I, don't stop. Don't stop. No. no I, it's no, perfect. No, I missed it. <laughs> Squire, give me two. It's his favorite Gary Busey line. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Utah! <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Suddenly, Gary Busey waters into the middle of the LARPing field, gets hit by a falling car. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I have wrapped my car in foam. I'm here for the. I've wrapped my Gary Busey in foam. (laughs) Oh my. Trout Slow Gold Exploration Project by Mike and a last name with only one vowel. Wait, Slow Gold? Koshmerl. Slow Gold? Trout Slow Gold Exploration Project. 
Like the fish are getting in the way. Apparently. <laughs> I'm like, what is the slow gold? What, can we what plant it in gold? the dirt? <laughs> you plant a ring and you wait, guess, watch it blossom? Te- yeah, technically all gold is pretty slow. <laughs> Forget about the fish. What, tell me more about the slow gold. <laughs> well, Just here we go. Just let your slow gold. <laughs> uh, a gold exploration project in the headwaters of the Snake River's Henry's Fork is temporarily on hold because of a judge's determination that federal land managers failed to assess impacts on Yellowstone cutthroat trout. Sounds like a dangerous trout. Yeah. Um, a 2018 Push the lawsuit. extinction button on that trout. <laughs> just just, just build know, a pretty... fence. Build a fence. There you go. A fish fence. They're keeping the fish off the highway. <laughs> the environmental groups represented by Advocates for the West argued that 10.5 miles of road and 140 drill stations that were okayed north of Kilgore, Idaho, would compromise grizzly bear migration, whitebark pine, Yellowstone cutthroat trout, and Columbia spotted frogs in the area known as the High Divide. Because the Forest Service did not do a baseline study on the Dogbone Ridge area, it is not requiring any monitoring there when Mill ruled Wednesday. The agency does not know whether drilling will cause contaminated groundwater to flow into Coral Creek, Habitat for the Yellowstone cutthroat trout, a sensitive species. The Forest Service, when Mill found, failed to take a hard look at those impacts in violation of the National Environmental Policy Act. He remanded the case to the Forestry Service, directing it to collect baseline data and review how drilling could affect groundwater and cutthroat that inhabit Coral Creek. Uh, Otis Gold Corporation has estimated that Kilgore... And it just goes on and on. A lot. What? Oh, sir, I'm sorry. I'm taking a survey. Um, Do you have just a few minutes? Sure. I'm here from the um, Otis Gold Corporation, and we're taking a survey about Otis? Yeah, Otis. I thought you guys did elevators. Uh, We do. We do, but we're, okay. we're thinking gold, about... There's a gold division, too? There's a gold division. Okay, some cool. of our elevators right, right, are made man. of gold. I like your elevators. So, so we're doing a poll. Uh, there's been some uh, recent concerns about some work that we're going to be doing in your area and concerns okay. it may have on the on the environment. So we're taking a poll sure. and a survey. Do, how much fish do you eat in the course of a week? I'm not a big fish guy, really. Perfect. Uh, would you say less than 10 fish in a week? Definitely less than 10 fish in a week. That's a lot of fish. It is a lot of fish. And... And really, how many types of fish? That's the next question. How many types of fish could you name? Uh, two or three, maybe. Okay. Yeah, not, I'm not a big fish guy. Okay. And um, are you married? I was, yeah. Okay. And when you got married, did you exchange rings? Yes. Were those rings made of gold? I think so. Yeah, okay. probably. Right. Very good. <clears throat> Can you think of a better metal than gold? Titanium's pretty kick-ass. It is. Uh, you have a stream that goes out behind your property. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. I do. Have you yeah. ever found gold in your stream? Uh, no, I've never looked for it. Is there gold? There could be. Oh. Right? I, I'm going to note to you that you're excited about the prospect of finding gold in your stream. Have yeah. You ever, have you ever gone fishing in your stream? No. You know, there might be fish there. Okay. I'm going to note your lack of enthusiasm for the fish. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So if you were to go out into your stream and find, say, a gold nugget mm-hmm. and also a cutthroat trout, which would you pick up? The gold, the gold nugget. Again, that's kind of a stupid question. What are you really getting at here? Oh, nothing. I, I, can I say that you're, say, more supportive of gold than, than cutthroat trout? I don't even know what a cutthroat trout is. Perfect. So you wouldn't miss them if they were gone? No, I, I really have never seen one. Um, is that what the bears eat when is, they're out there? Is it fair to say when you got married, you didn't wrap a cutthroat trout around your wife's finger? Okay, these, this is getting really weird. 
Oh, excuse me, uh, Larry. Are you almost done with your survey? Uh, yes, this, I'm just this, about I done get, here. I've got. I gotta I've get got, mine here. I just We're, got through the cutthroat just, around the ring finger. Sort of have a pileup of survey asking. I here. know, I and need that, to get to mine. That's the one that kind of ends the survey. To be honest, okay. that's why that's we good. leave for the end. That's good. That's okay. Very thank strange. you very much, sir. I'm gonna go on to your neighbor now. All right. Great. Hey, uh, what's your name? Bruce. Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Uh, do you like fish? Not really. Not can, a big fish guy. Can you name a lot of different fish? Are you with the other guy? That Not at all. Left? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Um, How do you feel about gold? Ah, this seems really a lot like the other one. It's it's fine. Yeah. Those are really just warm up questions. These are two vials. They look the same, right? Yeah, they, yep. they look identical. What if I told you one of these is acid and one of these is water? Would you believe me? Sure. Great. What if I told you that one of these might end up in the creek behind your house, but you'd never know the difference? Okay. Great. So I'm going to mark down that you're okay with acid going into the back river behind your house. Wait, uh, well, I don't think I said that. That's what I got. It's just kind of a, a leading survey, I think. It's really the only type of survey that exists. Uh, I don't know if you've ever uh, been experienced with a lot of surveys. Not uh, you, really. This you're is at the top of, of our list. Yeah, there, there's actually a survey company that went out of like uh, best people to go survey, and you are at the top of the list. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you like surveys? Yes. Do you like fish? I still non-committal on the fish. Do you like surveys about fish? You know what? They have been kind of fun today. Uh, see, yeah, I'm going to mark you down as excited about fish and acid. So wait, how did the acid come back? Well, fish acid is healthy. Hey, are you about done here? Because oh, I yeah. got a hey. survey that I need to get going. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry about. Yeah, just one last question. Yeah. Acid. Do you want some? I'm going to put that down as a yes. The long pause. I'm going to just take that as is. Yeah, I'm all wrapped up here. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Huh? He loves fish. I'm excited. Clifford, I'm come very on down excited. To the street. I found some trout. I'm going to shoot a couple of them. All right, let's go pour uh, the go ahead. on them. Okay, all right. So, just some quick questions here. Okay, so I hear you like fish. Very exciting. And I uh, I see I here from I don't think the... I ever actually said that, but okay. Okay. Well, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty prolonged silence, and so we just kind of marked that as a yes. Okay. And I see here that you're pretty excited about gold. Gold's fine. Okay, yeah. so what would you feel, how would you feel hypothetically about a goldfish? Well, I had one when I was a kid, and I, I guess they're okay. Oh, okay, I'm going to mark that as a yes, because okay is, is a pretty positive thing right there. Okay, so how would you feel about fish gold? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't even think I understand what you're talking about. Yo, it's gold. Yo, it comes from fish, like when a fish gives you gold. That happens? I mean, you know, you got to believe first. <laughs> okay, I'm on. All right. I'll, okay, I'll all, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right. Positive on the fish gold. Gotcha. Now, would you prefer in finding your fish gold for it to be at the end of, let's say, a rainbow or let's say a stream? And if a stream, would it be okay if that stream was acid? Really struggling here to understand what you're getting at. Okay, I'm going to um, mark so that acid. as a yes. Okay, all right. I don't, I don't think I said that. Okay, well, it's what I heard. Uh Hey, excuse me. Uh, sorry, are you almost done with your survey? Yeah. yeah okay. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> so I got some questions for you. Okay. This is weird, by the way. Good. I'm glad you have recognized that. So I'm your new neighbor from six miles up the river. We haven't yeah. met yet. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I'm now you have. Yeah. I was mixing up a batch of acid last week. There's a lot of acid stuff going on. Well, I. 
make all my money making acid, LSD specifically. Oh, that acid. Oh, gotcha. Yes. And there was this dog that showed up at the house, like barking, trying to alert the authorities about my acid. I got real nervous, dumped all of it into the river behind my house, like all of it. Okay. I mean, that would explain, of course, why I'm wearing this goldfish costume, right? That all makes sense to you now. Still not, but that's okay. I mean, to each his own. Yes, I'm glad you feel that way. Uh, I hired a survey company to come and ask you these questions with the hopes that you would also want to wear goldfish costumes with me and roll around in the river behind the house. Just, you know, being friends. We can come up with our own names for each other. We can hold hands. We can splash. Uh, it says I, here you, that, that was a long pause. I'm gonna mark that as a yes. <laughs> mark that as a yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't, do you have an extra costume? Like seven. I've never tried it, but I'm, I'm not saying no. All right, I'm so glad I hired this survey company to really prime you for this. Let's, let's go out back. Like, these are like the least weird questions I've been asked today, I think. Let's get those gills wet. <laughs> I'll take two. <laughs> Look, I hired some guys <laughs> to weird you out. So this wouldn't so seem weird. So that my oddness would seem normal. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Are you about done with your survey? Yes. Yes. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. You've just tolerated another episode of Small Town News, a production of Small Town News, LLC. Today's episode of Small Town News was inspired by the Rocket Miner of Rock Springs, Wyoming, and stories written by Jonathan Glardo, Katie Ginmeyer, Mike, not enough vowels. And one, two, three unnamed staffers. Episodes are performed and produced by Keith Boyd, George Oliver, Neil Oliver, and Craig Ramey. Research by Dr. Jessica Saxon. Music performed by George Oliver. This episode was recorded and then I yawned. <laughs> I'll mark that as a positive. <laughs> that was a long yawn. So yeah, that's a yes. <laughs> This episode was recorded in the historic Clark's Drugstore building in beautiful downtown historic Newburgh, North Carolina. Small Town News is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and your grandmother's gramophone and something about Facebook as well. Like what you hear? Leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on that something about Facebook as well and Instagram for behind-the-scenes photos, exclusive updates, and opportunities to share your favorite small town news. Thanks for joining us. And remember... I'm going to take that as you get. I'm going to mark that as a positive. Huh? <laughs> Crash. <laughs>